What's going on, everybody? Happy Saturday to you. Hope you're doing well. Uh, welcome to yet another episode of Two and a Half Gringos, aka Pittsburgh Baseball Now's very own podcast. Um, got got some pretty good topics uh, to talk about tonight. Um, we got the ideas out of the way pretty early in the week, so we could actually prepare, which is shocking. <laughs> I'm still not prepared. And still not prepared. Um, that, of course, Nola Jeffy, one of the co-hosts of Two and a Half Gringos. But let me introduce the other guy of the hour, Anthony Big Bear Murphy. What's going on, buddy? What is going on? Not much. Also, I, I think I, I came up with a couple of the topics here, and I still feel like I, I, I'm not quite prepared. So, <laughs> <laughs> don't don't lie, man. He, Murph actually came up with two thirds of the ideas for the podcast today. Productive. I decided to contribute <laughs> more than that. <laughs> hey, what time are we starting again? <laughs> well, it's crazy, guys. Oops. I mean, you know, we we're in the Twitter DMs and we're like b- bouncing ideas back and forth me and nola and murph is like well for still doing ideas here's like a whole fucking list of ideas and let's pick from one of these yeah like, he's like oh really I, slow I, day. he's like i never input ideas so i'll try for once We're like all right we'll do all of those <laughs> yeah it's like bro you need to start contributing more ideas these are great <laughs> um no that my, that hurt my head <laughs> hurt your head too much yeah. you, you can only do that once a year yeah, and that's too much thinking involved. I got you, though. I got you. <laughs> um, you know, to, to lead off the discussions uh, for today, um, we were discussing Termar Johnson just back and forth and the exit velos we were talking about uh, on Twitter. I forget who spurred that conversation, but Murph jumped in and, you know, dropped the P2 link on the exit velos he did for Bradenton, so on and so forth. And then we kind of got into Termar Johnson and you know just how exciting of a player he could potentially be you know his what's his floor what's his ceiling um and you know we discussed his exit velos and murph you brought up that 11 out of 30 registered events with hard hit balls um were over 100 miles an hour which pans out to be around 37 percent of the time so you know, let's kick off the conversation with you, man. You know, what's what's Termar's, you know, floor ceiling and what do you see from him contributing as far as 2023 goes? So I think I think we have to remember with all this, too, that and the crazy thing with the two, because, you know, he got the invite to to Major League Camp. Yeah, he's still 18 years old. I didn't realize that until until like they announced it and I went and looked at his player page. He didn't turn 18 or 19 until like the season starts. So he'll be in He's major league camp. At, yeah, he'll be in major league camp this year as an 18-year-old. And I think that's just kind of speaks to how special of a player they think he is and how he can be. And you know, we saw a little bit of that in Bradenton hit the ball really hard, small sample size with it, but I mean it's kind of hard to f- try to figure out what a f- the floor of a guy is at 18 years old but okay. like I mean they're they're talking like he was he might be like one of the best like prep hitters to come out of the draft in like ever or recent history that kind of thing and mm-hmm. I mean you kind of you kind of saw a little bit there in Bradenton so and I like I said he's still going to be 18 so it'd be crazy to say but I'm starting to 
warm up to the idea of just let's just send him to Greensboro. Like he showed enough of it, and like let's let's just see what he's already in major league camp. Let's 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 see what he can do. I mean, yeah, it wasn't much that he played in Bradenton, but I feel like it's enough that like if you want to make a case that 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 Bubba Chandler is ready for high A, like you can probably make the same case that that Tamara is now at this point. Yeah. And, you know, a couple of things there, you know, him getting the invite to big league camp, I think shows how highly the Pirates think of him in general. I mean, obviously, Mm -hmm. because they took him one, one already, you know, so obviously Mm -hmm. there's some uh, respect and love there, but, you know, Mm -hmm. he's going to be around guys like Andrew McCutcheon, which is nice, you know, seasoned veteran, if, if only for a short amount of time, but there are these veterans on this team now that, you know, Tremar can kind of, you know, pick the ear out of or pick the ear out of. Sorry, I don't know where the hell that came from. But, you know, kind of ask for some advice on how to handle the pro-life because he really hasn't been in the pro-life all that long. And, you know, that is high praise coming from you discussing, you know, just send him to Greensboro, see what he has. And, you know, going back before he was drafted, guys were comparing him to Ken Griffey Jr., and, you know, I, I paused there for a little bit, a little bit of Cody humor here with me, you know, pausing on the stream. But, um, you know, <laughs> getting compared to Ken Griffey Jr. is high fucking praise before he yeah. even touched a baseball field. And I, I know it's early, but are you seeing anything compared to like Hall of Famers with just with his exit velos and the way he carries himself and his bat to ball skills? Nola and Murph, you can jump in there. I mean, I don't know if I want to jump there yet. Come on, man. Which uh, the ironic thing is I'm going to say is I want to see more for him. And I do think he can go to Greensboro, which means we're not going to see more of them. Um, But it's it's difficult for me to put that high caliber of a on him. But I. The way I think of it is, he is, in a sense, at that point where O'Neill Cruz kind of still is with the variance, where you could have a really amazing player, or, I mean, now that Cruz has made the majors, it's like, or he could just be a slightly above average, if not everything comes together. There's just a very large variance still and uh-huh. would like to see him in pro ball against professional pitchers with, I mean, cause 70 hit tool, 60, 70 power. And he's a, some places he's five, eight, some places he's five, seven. <laughs> I mean, when I'm in spring training, I might take a tape measure out there. <laughs> Just to see. But I mean, he's, I don't know if he has much projection left. Cause I mean, he's a pretty thick, Five seven five eight, yeah, near almost two hundred pounds already, and I don't. I mean, with the grades he has, and obviously at this point we're just going off projection and of more out of what of people that have seen him playing consistently over the years. It's just, I'm excited. I mean, he could. This is someone that could shoot up quickly. Just, and that's probably why they want him in spring training. Because someone that has that advanced of a hit tool, it's not like he's going to be overpowered. Yeah. It's not like someone, uh, some, some chick 
Chang. I probably <laughs> made, said that wrong. Who also, you know, was a pretty advanced hitter, great with the bat. But at the same time, he's still a little physically overpowered. But, you know, tomorrow probably can step in the Greensboro lineup tomorrow and handle himself. Yeah. No, I mean, you think about it too. So, like, we're, we're talking about, like, the, the hit tool and, like, the smaller stature. Like, his, like, to like, kind of circle back to the, the exit below and stuff like that. He's, he was putting out, like, exit velo numbers and, and, like, his average exit velocity was over 90 miles an hour, yeah. which is which the major league average last year was 88. So, at 18 years old, he's already hitting the ball harder than the average major leaguer. So, mm-hmm. that, that, that should speak a lot to, to it. And he, he made a lot of good contact. His line drive rate was, like, 25 26% which like I ran another number there with like all, all of the Bradenton hitters, like the, your average went online drives down there was somewhere like 700 or something like that. So like he, he's putting himself in a position to, to get on base a lot. And like, I mean, he barreled a lot of the balls up and I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, like Noah said, it's, it's high variance at this point with them. And I think it was Yark that that said it on Twitter, like he um about like he hates tomorrow. His, yeah, <laughs> his the, which I get it to an extent. Like the window of his success is so like he has to be a great hitter. Yeah, like cause, like he's limited to second base. Like he, from everything I've seen, he's not a guy that's going to steal twenty to thirty bases or something like that. He he's going to have to hit to yeah. to 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 do to. Live make, up make it worthwhile. Yeah, make it worthwhile. He's going to have to hit. But from what we've seen so far and everything we said, you know, the 70 hit tools. I think I've read somewhere on Pipeline where, like, the, some of them there were, like, debating whether or not to give him an 80 hit tool. Like, there, there, there was a discussion about it, about giving him an 80, which, like, the last player that I know for sure had an 80 hit tool was Wanda Franco. So Just completely should, random I'm going to throw in out of the blue because I know someone comped him to Jose Ramirez mm-hmm. who you know I mean I think extremely that athletic dude for which I, I didn't really realize he's only guy. I didn't realize he's only 5'9 five, 5'9 nine, five, nine, 190 really yeah Ramirez That's, I thought he was I really? thought he was at least he, six he looks, I, he he looks he, way he, bigger than 190 yeah, now, the, the the height the height thing like isn't the first thing that popped in my mind. It's like you telling me he's under two hundred. That's kind of like wait, what? Yeah, well that that was baseball reference. I'm going to MLB five nine one ninety. Dude looks a solid two twenty two thirty. Yeah, absolutely. That, that, but he that, that, oh, he pops home runs. He steals bags. That that dude's a player. So I'll take that comp. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Very excited. Yeah, I am. I'm very excited. And like, and like Noah said, if, if he goes straight to Greensboro, obviously that kind of limits how much we can see him. But it, I mean, even if we don't get to see him much, that's a good sign that like they're fully invested and they fully believe that he's he's <laughs> something special that they're they're gonna push him like that. Yeah, and you know, kind of uh, kind of comparing here, I was listening to. Baseball America's podcast, Nola recommended it. He said, you know, you should listen to it. You'll love it because 
they're kind of echoing <laughs> what we've been saying this whole time about certain prospects, but <clears throat> they hit on Andy Rodriguez a little bit and they discussed his average exit velo, I think was in the mid eighties. And that's probably pretty accurate because they have sources way bigger than we have. And you can't really get mm-hmm. that. And, you know, to compare Tamar's average and what you said, Murph, 90, 91, 92, something like that. It was 90.41 miles per hour. Okay. So, you know, and Andy is considered one of the best hitters that we have in our system. So if you got a guy like Tamar, who's just 18 doing that now, you know, you could see him continually progress into something much bigger than maybe we anticipate. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. He he could be really, really special. He can. He he, he absolutely, without a doubt, I I have no problem saying this, that he probably has the highest upside in the system right now. The highest upside. As far as hitters or just general? I'd probably say overall. I, I feel I feel safe to say that overall, he probably has the highest upside of any player in in the system right now. You could maybe make a case for someone like you know Bubba Chandler, obviously too. Um, but I, I think just because of the overall hit tool and the power that he already has, I I'd say Tamar has the highest upside in the system. And shout out to Baseball America for listening to us. Shout yeah. out to them guys. Shout yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they hit on a couple of our points. Yeah, yeah. Especially uh, Nick Gonzalez. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you, you know, kind of transitioning uh, into the next topic, you know, spring training's coming up, guys. You know, we brought up Tamar Johnson being a part of the Major League uh, invites uh, for now. He might get a little cup of coffee there, but, you know, let's take a look at some of these camp battles and what we're going to watch for. Um, there's a couple of interesting storylines heading into it um, to begin the outfield conundrum that we have. Cause we have what about 30 outfielders to sift through <laughs> in major leagues. So 500. Yeah. Somewhere around there, maybe 499. You might be over exaggerating there, Nola. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, what, what are we looking for in, in camp? Because obviously Andy isn't going to make the team out of spring, no matter what he does. We've mentioned that. So what are we looking for exactly? Are we going to see guys like, I don't know, the second base battle is interesting, catcher who's going to be there, who's going to be the backup, I'm assuming, Heineman. You know, what, what are we looking for here? Is there something that, you know, pops out of your mind as, you know, this is exactly what I'm looking at? I think I think the the person like maybe in general that I'm kind of interested in to to see either how they're going to utilize them or just in general is a uh, Juwan Bay just to see how to see like are they mm-hmm. going to give him more time at second are they going to try to keep his development in center like I mean he, he he's done pretty good out there in the outfield but like I, I still feel like. He, he relies more on like the speed and athleticism at this point, more as to like actually knowing what he's doing out there. Yeah. So are they going to try to play him more out there? How would any kind of, if he does make the major league roster, is he going to like, how is the rotation going to go with uh, Castro? Just, just, I, I, I think he, 
him making the major league team and getting an early idea on how they're going to use him can really give an idea just like how the rest of the lineup is going to kind of shape out in general because mm-hmm. you have especially in the outfield there's a lot of like potential like platoon stuff going on out there yeah so i mean if you're shoving another lefty out there then that just kind of increases the number of people that you have in that picture so I, i'm really interested in to see how they kind of use him early on in in spring i'm really interested on what the hell they're going to do with anduhar <laughs> i mean no yeah. one picked him up you know <laughs> he, he's obviously going to battle quote unquote uh for some sort of role on the team and what role that is i have no idea because there's about 20 miguel anduhars on this roster yeah well, the, the one thing i uh mentioned too in my uh friday discussion piece on p2 is i'm going to be curious to see much in the same way in terms of outfield just where are they lining up reynolds throughout the spring because he just primarily going to be in center the entire time anytime he's in a game or are they going to put him in back in left field because I feel like that might be kind of indicative of are the battles for both corner spots or do they kind of have in mind like we want to you know have Bay or Swaggerty or someone else play center field well, from what I gather from Kyron, when I discussed Bay, he said the Pirates, the plan that he knows of right now, the Pirates are going to use mm-hmm. Bay in that athletic role. He's going to switch between outfield and infield constantly. So spring training yeah. would be pretty indicative if that plan is still followed through, if they change plans midway. I, I don't know, but the Pirates love that. They love that defensive versatility. Everyone well, I- that we discussed has that versatility. Yeah, and that's what I think even talked about a little yesterday on Twitter, or I guess Thursday. Um, Gary had mentioned something about Bay, and then they had mentioned that they actually, I think, had just spoken about it on their podcast about, you know, just he he himself will lengthen the roster and lineup because he gives you so much more variability of he can play anywhere. And it's not, not a utility guy like, Joe or Andujar, where it's like, no, just corners or corner outfield like, or first base and left field, and that's it. Like, you can put him anywhere. So then that gives you a little more options with building your roster because, like, okay, we have this one guy that can do everything. That way, maybe we can carry an Andujar or Joe or someone that's kind of confined to, no, he's only these two spots. And we need the right handed bat, and he's only these two spots. But we don't need to necessarily I know we're worried about like a backup shortstop and theoretically we have you know Castro can go there in a pinch Bay would be able to go there in a pinch if they really got desperate Key played there what once twice last year I think once maybe a couple innings four innings where there's yeah yeah three innings or something like that there he got garbage time in the ninth inning (laughs) yeah so I mean if you if you had a lesser version, you probably would really need a backup shortstop, which, I mean, I, I kind of wish they would still get one, but it's not they as prevalent one. as in – what's that? They got one. Uh, uh, they, sn- they snuck uh, one onto the non-roster invite. Yeah. Owings. Yeah. NRI. I was just going to bring that's, him up. That's how, you, 
I am convinced that they did that on purpose because they know they're going to – I guarantee – like, I'm almost willing to bet money that he makes the final roster just because the right. way they did, did that, trying to avoid yeah. making a ruckus, and they just kind of they just kind of slid him in here, and then I mean, they just slide him into the opening day roster <laughs> and be like, hey, you were just here all along kind of thing. The entire Pirates universe was like, hold up a second. <laughs> <laughs> where did we get where did, that name, where did that name come from <laughs> yeah my favorite was everyone blew up when they saw the the list and they were like no endy no endy yeah like, man you idiot. yeah non-rastery non-rastery invite like the what one area i'm, I'm kind of trying to talk myself into for no reason just because but I mean, if the backup catcher's open, what if Carter Binge just goes on a spring training tear? He has to hit the ball first. Yeah, he does. He has to make contact. I mean, well, but all, all our catchers do. So, I mean, he's kind of <laughs> on the <laughs> – Okay, that's fair. On the, on, he's kind of on the same playing field there. Yeah, I mean, you that have to cool. battle Heineman. That's not- Heineman, DeLay, Hedges, uh, none of them hit, so – it's not. It's well, not a high bar. Defense really good. Well, Hedges, which really he good. pretty much guaranteed, he's he's the opening day catcher. There's no Hedges, doubt. Yeah, and, and I'm like I'm I'm I feel like it's a very safe bet that Heineman ends up as the backup. I think I think the only one that yeah. probably bumps him out of there is Delay. Jason Delay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. that's that's Heineman getting hurt or Heineman <laughs> completely falling off the face of the earth, kind of you know. Something drastic probably has to happen at this point, I yeah. feel like. Yeah. You know, we haven't mentioned first base yet. And that's kind of interesting, too, because you got Choi, you got Santana, and you got Connor Joe who can play there. You got Miguel Andujar who can play there. I mean, what are they going to do with first base? Because all of them pretty much are DHs. Yeah. Who's, who's getting time there? Is it Santana or is it Choi? I don't. I mean, Santana and Choi were strong defensively. Both of them were pretty strong defensively. So, yeah, they both graded out like fairly above, like above above average, above zero. Yeah, like in the positive, above what the Pirates had at first base for the past like seven years. I mean, fair. Yeah, like I said, they had to like 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 I've said all offseason. They they would have had to put a very strong effort into not improving that. Yeah. Because it was so bad, yeah. it was only like just adding anyone in general probably makes them better. Yeah. So, but I still think they were able to stay positive defensively there. Um, I don't know how Joe graded out there, if, if, or if he played there enough to get any kind of grade. But um, yeah, no. I mean, as they added more people, I don't know. I'm, I'm less and less interested in Joe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he he has an option still. He he has options still, right? Yeah. Well, and I mean, I mean his, whole, I, his whole big thing is that he is a right-handed hitter for hitting lefties. I think he, his split was like a seven forty-four OPS against lefties last year, which is decent I mean, if you want a right-handed decent, option. But, but it's not like I mean, he's I think, destroying. I think, I think that kind of falls back to is like they still have all these names, and it still doesn't feel like there's an answer there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so many names there. I mean, and like, well, I'm inspired about much of them. Yeah, it's everybody's like, "What? You would send Joe to AAA?" I'm like, "Yeah, why not?" 
I mean, if, if, if he has an option and you can, send him down there. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be very crowded down there, but. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If he doesn't really fit what you're doing up here, then. Yeah. You got to make room for Chris Owens, anyways. <laughs> that's what, yeah, that's why Velade's getting. He can play outfield, too. He's played outfield, too. I think Velade's getting next, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that leaves us with DH. Who who's who's DH? Who's primary? I mean, that's what I'm thinking. But I mean, he said it, and I I take Kutch as a man of his word. Yeah. And I, I like I mean, not to be cynical pirate fan kind of thing, but like I'd probably trust the words out of his mouth before I would about like anyone else's in that front office. If he comes out yeah, and says. Course. If he comes out and says, "Hey, yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna DH me," okay, well then I'm probably gonna. But then two, that that just one, then like, what is Carlos Santana doing there? Or two, Troy, either one, or Troy, and two, what are we doing in the outfield? I guess <laughs> we have even less answers there now. because <laughs> because we obviously just looking at the numbers there, like. You know you're gonna need someone to to play against lefties for Sawinski. Yep. Like <laughs> you don't have an answer in left field then either. What do you like, mean? Who, That's where Reynolds is gonna play. Okay, you got Brian Reynolds there. Like, might as well let's tank his value even further and sl- shift him to left field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. I mean, yeah, I'd probably start with Reynolds or – I mean, it, it, if, if that's what we're talking there, even though we know that's the right answer, we know it would be Bay and left and then Reynolds in center. Probably. Just because, yeah. I just want I, you to know that I woke up from a dream where Mitch Keller dominated the Reds, and it was the most beautiful dream ever. Opening day started. It, it, and – in his 2023 debut against the Reds, because too afraid to say opening day starter. Yep. Yep. I, I'm. I had a dream. I had a dream that dead turkeys were chasing me around Walmart one time. Oh. Zombie turkeys. <laughs> Zombie turkeys were chasing me in Walmart. That, that I was working at Walmart at the time. Yeah, it was. It was. Was it around it Thanksgiving? Was. Absolutely. I worked in the meat department and at Walmart. Oh, so. <laughs> I did nothing but stock turkeys during that time. So it was kind of a the ghost I'm around them all day. <laughs> they, they've come back for me. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> um yeah, to, to end the discussion on the camp battles, are we pretty sold on the bullpen being it's just there's no real battles going into that? Because I, I feel like the bullpen's pretty much set. I, I think the bullpen can be interesting because like I think uh, was it Tim and I were talking about it and we came down to like the same six and then the last person in the bullpen were, were kind of we each had our own opinion about it and we both kind of agreed on it but I think he ended up going one way with it and I went the other way with it. I had Colin, Colin Holderman get in the last spot over Yuri Yuri De Los Santos, and I think he had it the other way around. I think, I mean, looking looking at it, like I know he was the Rule Five guy, so he has to make the roster if you want to hang on to him. But I don't think it's necessarily a given that he that he sticks. 
Like if he comes out and just completely bombs in the spring, I mean, I think you have to at least consider just shipping him back. I said, I'm not entirely, I don't know what you two said, but I'm not entirely sold that Chase DeYoung makes it. I don't think I had Chase DeYoung on, on mine. I don't think he was one of my seven or one of my eight. So I had, yeah. So I don't think he was, if I, if I put him on there, I just put him on there in, in, as default. But okay. yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 cause I think he my... had such a, my, my thought of it, I don't think that he's going to repeat what he did last year, but I think he, the pirates, this is, I'm just kind of thinking from maybe the pirates uh, perspective on it. He did well enough to let him play himself out of a roster spot, like in the season. So like he did good yeah. enough. Okay. We're going to, we're going to come into the season with you. And like, if, if you just don't perform, like uh, we got to, we actually have some depth depth now here. So yeah. like, see you later. So yeah, and because he's one of those where I mean, his metrics past like his surface numbers weren't very promising. No, I mean he had what? Yeah, he had a two six four ERA yet a negative WAR. Mm-hmm. High leverage situations, he was shit. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. He had, yeah. yeah, he allows yeah. weight. He doesn't get enough ground balls for a guy that doesn't strike out people. Mm-hmm. What was his hard hit numbers like? Because I'm pretty sure they weren't flattering either. Stat cast. Let's see. It was right around. It was a tad below league. Right around league average. Was it for exit for average exit velocity? The barrel rate was about that. Hard hit percentage was a little. Mm-hmm. Was like a percent or two over league average. Yeah, so I mean, look. Looking yeah. at the bullpen list I put together, the biggest question mark, I guess, to me would probably be Stevenson, whether he makes it or not. See, I, I feel I feel like he's like a lock for me at this point because he pitched. He was one of the few guys that was like yeah. solid down the stretch, and they kind of like they invested quite a bit in in him, right? Like it was a couple million that they gave him, or is like one point five or one point five or two or something like that. I mean, they gave somebody else 1.5 and DFA'd him, so. Yeah, I, I still think Andujar has, like, he has just as much of a chance as anyone else to make the roster. They That was a calculated yeah. move to try to secure the fact that they can get a look at everybody. Yeah. They, 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 knew, they knew no one was going to pick up that contract. No. no. So. It was fairly safe, and, you know, people overreacted for nothing like usual. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, well, Holderman will – Pirates fans overreacting? No, that never happens. No. No, no. All right. Well, we discussed the bullpen. Now let's talk a little bit more about the bullpen as a whole. Um, And I kind of worded this wrong, guys, when I sent the screenshot of the show, uh, the pre-show, like, notes we were going to do. I worded this completely bad. (laughs) And we had to, like, reconfigure shit. But, you know, (laughs) Collins (laughs) – Colin Selby, he uh, he kind of came on the scene late and, you know, national outlets were talking about him more and more often when he was on the Arizona Fall League team. And I, I was kind of wondering, who do we think is going to pull a Selby and kind of come out of nowhere within the system and kind of get some national recognition or at least some buzz going uh, with national outlets? So, um, 
I still am wavering between two pitchers right now, so I'm going to wait a second and like continue to think. So, Nola, I usually lead with Murph on this, but I'm going to let you lead on this, man. Who, who do you have? Oh, you're going to go with me, even though you kind of twisted he, he, the question. He misdirected us. So we prepared a completely <laughs> different way, and then he still wants to go last. Yes. <laughs> he was the only one technically prepared for this question. And he still well, wants to go. No, I'll go in the middle. I'll go in the middle. <laughs> and then, and, and then, and then he just middle. threw in and would start to get recognition. I'm like, well, technically, my guy had already started getting recognition. But all right, here we go. Mine is gonna be Tyler Simon Niego. It's a hell of a the name. Pirates 2021 15th round draft pick out of South Alabama. Although he never played with Swaggerty. But um, he's someone that really burst on the scene last year. I mean, he's a really big dude, 6'4", 205. Lefty, which, you know, we're very, very low on. I mean, he throws a high 90s fastball. He's got a what, – what did they – let's see. Baseball America said he primarily worked with a fastball and can run into the mid-90s as well as a nasty slider in the low 80s, which – because uh, – he baseball America had him 29th in her midseason update last year. Uh, he, he did win the Pirates minor league reliever of the year. So he, he ran into a little trouble when he got into double uh, a, at least in terms of he wasn't, you know, striking out guys with his ridiculous K rate, but still hit held hitters to a 160 batting average. And I, I think I think he has a good chance to see a quick rise this year. Yeah. No, I, I, I dig the last name. I mean, it kind of invokes fear in me like Dovidas Neveroskis did, man. I could never spell yeah. the dude's name whatsoever. Um, yeah. Now, I'm not entirely sure how the Pirates are going to use him, but from what I've looked at, when he's played he's primarily came out of the bullpen and did kind of like a piggyback role like an opener um a few times uh especially in 2022 but the guy i'm gonna go with and i've talked about him quite a bit on twitter antoine kelly the uh aruba native um i think there's like four guys ever from the aruba that played professional ball i'm pretty sure last time i checked um he, he's an interesting, interesting guy. And when, when I talked to John, John Draker about him, um, he talked to a couple of scouts that he knew. And I guess he started with like 87 miles an hour when he signed with the Pirates. And when I posted a video of him, I think this year or maybe the year previous, he was pumping 99. And John wasn't entirely sure if that number was correct. And he checked and it was right. So from a year and a half, maybe he jumped from 88 to hitting 99 and he's sitting 94, 97. I mean, that's pretty impressive, especially if you're going to come out of the pen and I'm fairly certain he doesn't have a whole lot of other tools as far as pitching goes. Um, I think he has a slider and maybe a change up, you know, your basic mix up, but I think he could be fairly dominant out of the pen and maybe rise through the lower rankings um, just by blowing people away with his fastball. So my dude's Antoine Kelly, just because he has a cool ass name 
And uh, I think his fastball can play for sure. See, I didn't go last. I did not go last. Barely. Barely? Come on, man. <laughs> well, because I'm going last and because I was misled up to how this topic was going. Give you time. I'm to- gonna name I'm gonna name at least two people. Because I had a bunch two of my people. Head. Yeah. I'm maybe a third. So, um man, my first crazy. is is a guy that like I know I've talked about him quite a bit. Um either on like my old website. I've done some stuff about him on P2 and I know I've talked to you. But he had a good year last year. The strikeouts really dropped. So and the swing didn't quite get as much uh, swing and miss. So I know that's always concern jumping up to double A like that. But JC Flowers still has like one of the best sliders in 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 the system. Um, really good like sinker to go with it as well. He he's a, yeah. I mean I mean if we like we keep loading the major league team with with guys with like sinker slider and stuff like that. Hey, what's another one? And this one has a really good slider to go with it, to go with it as well. Um, what is it? They talk about Bubba, Bubba Chandler being the most athletic guy in the system. Uh, J.C. Flowers can probably give him a pretty good run for his money. I, I think he was playing like center field in Florida State up to like his draft year when he switched to the mound. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, I mean, so, I mean, very crowded picture in, like, the upper levels for the bullpen. So, I guess we'll have to see how exactly – where he starts and how they use him and stuff like that. But he's a guy that can go out and – I mean, he pitched in almost every role imaginable in, in Altoona last year. You know, like, guy came in with the bases loaded, tried to get a couple outs. You know, he closed some games, pitched long relief. I think he spot started a couple games and stuff like that so he can he can do anything that you ask him to do and like you know guys like that you know increases their odds of, of making the majors and actually making a contribution there so he's a guy that probably isn't talked about as much now but i i, I still think he kind of has the the one pitch you know you need like one really good pitch to to get into the bullpen even if it's like the middle innings and he's a guy like that so, yeah, yep. And my spicy pick, yeah, my spicy pick. This is my spicy pick because at first I was on the impression this was going to be something like who who we think like a, a guy is that could come in and make the, major reach the majors, majors. Yeah, reach the majors and do something in the majors. I picked Kyle Nicholas because I feel as for as much as I like him, like he like he he did pretty good as a starter last year, but like. I don't think he's going to be a starter. Like the control wasn't great. He really only has two good pitches. Like he never really threw a changeup last year's. He was either fastball slider or fastball curveball. So get rid of, and the curveball wasn't great. So just have him get rid of all that other stuff. Fastball slider, both of those really good. Was it last year in spring training? Like he was hitting like upper nineties and in, in, in those little relief appearances they had him doing. Let him let him just like gear back and throw it as hard as you can, and like I think he can have some of the best stuff out of any of the the upper level relief guys at that point if you put him in that position. Yeah, especially if he moves to the pen, he could rear back a little more and throw mm-hmm. harder without the worry of wear and tear on the arm. Okay, you said maybe a third. Who's your third? 
if we really gonna go off off the wall here, I'm I like I he 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 was a guy that I thought was gonna move fast out of the bullpen through the system, and they end up making him a starter last year, and he still pitched pretty good, I think. So I I, I was thinking like Justin Mice is my last guy. Logan, I, th- I thought you were going to go I was mm-hmm. waiting for another name. Who is you waiting on? I was waiting for him to say Jack Brannigan. <laughs> I hope we get to see him pitch. Hell yeah. I hope we get no, to I, see him pitch. I, I want I was thinking of something that'd be really super spicy. Like you, you might want to go get a glass of milk for this. I got chocolate milk right next to me, dude. I'm good. Braxton Ashcraft. Let's go. Haven't heard that name in forever. I mean, he's, he will he'll finally be no. returning from Tommy John, and he was dealing before he got hurt. And I imagine he won't be. Imagine he won't be coming in a full blown starter role. So no, was was he in Gbo? Yeah, he was. In yeah. Gbo. Okay. Yeah, and he he was. I mean, the final numbers didn't look great, but up until the injury, I mean, he he looked great up until the actual injury. He had a couple couple games that kind of blew that those numbers up, if I remember. Yeah. Correctly. Yeah. I got a I have a video of one of his games last year or last time he played coming out in like a couple days. I oh on which YouTube? Is. On the YouTube. There'll be there'll be a YouTube video of one of his starts from two thousand or twenty twenty one on YouTube. Oh shit. So I have it. Let me I just check it now. The fifth. What day is the fifth? Sunday. Yes. Yes. So yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, because he he opened up the year hot. What sixteen and a third innings, seventeen Ks, four walks. He's only three Yeah, I mean, he'll be twenty four in October, but yeah, yeah. I thought he was much older, and I, I guess the time. He's a two thousand eighteen prep prep pick. I guess the yeah, time he's right the same age as Mike Mike Burrows. Yeah. And I can't believe Burroughs is only 20 years old. I thought he was much older too. Man, I can't get I can't get ages right. What was what was the one pitcher Nola that we discussed? It was uh oh who was it? He he's a Yankees prospect now. Uh I thought he was like 25 and he was like 23, actually. I don't know. I you you just made me think of Eric Carlson though. When, no. I was, yeah. oh, yeah. when I was messaging y'all about that, I was like, Eric Carlson's only 32? He's, I feel like he should be in his 40s. <laughs> Steven Jennings? Oh, yeah. Steven, Steven not Steven, Jennings. <laughs> he's a little older than 23 now. <laughs> but he's, he's still only, what, 24? Yeah. Yeah. High spin rate. Yeah. 24. Wow. Yeah. But yeah. You you can mark Bra- Braxton Ashcraft down under my uh excited to see where he's at healthy. And Murph, I know you mentioned that it seemed like Tanaj was gonna go back to a starter role, but I wouldn't mind him staying in the pen. I wouldn't either. Like he started like towards the end of the year, like I, I'm, it was a game against like Harrisburg or something like that, and he was hitting 97, 98 on the fastball, and he was locating it. Yeah. Like I, w- I would mind it 
like I I don't think it's like a concrete thing and all that. Th- that's just kind of gathered by the 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 way he was talking to Tim about everything that was going on. Like he 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 seemed very well set in mind that like this is part of the plan to for him to go back to starting. Like this this year was to kind of get everything right and set, and then maybe they'll look at it. Yeah. I just that's don't know probably, if there's the opportunity, though. Anymore. No, that's what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna say. I don't. I don't know where that opportunity is gonna come unless you leave him in Altoona again to to kind of start the year. Yeah. Um. I, I think depending how you want to work things, there's probably like one one to two rotation spots available in Altoona right now. I would say. Yeah. So depending. depending on how, you, yeah, depending if you want to shift a couple names to the bullpen and stuff mm-hmm. like that, or if you want to hold someone back. Um, that would probably be the only scenario. Like you'd have to leave him in Altoona to to start. I mean, last year Altoona did the thing where I think it was like the first month of the season, no one pitched more than four innings. Yeah, four innings or something like that. They can they can do that and see how he does. And if if it goes good, you can keep kind of stretching him out. But I, I think I think Noah's right. The time. Ta- if that was the plan, like that plan's probably, you know, a little out of date now. <clears throat> Luis Ortiz probably had something to do with that, kind of the way he just skyrocketed and jumped over a bunch of people. You mean Spencer Strider? Yes. <laughs> no, I, I think Tanaj's place is in the bullpen. And, I, and I've talked to Tanaj, too, and he, he, he kind of gets offended when you tell him that he's a bullpen pitcher. Like it's an offense to him. So I, oh. I, I didn't know it was Tanaj that said that. I thought it was maybe a, a team rep that Tim talked to. I didn't no, know. It was, yeah, it was it was it was Tanaj on there. I mean, you could tell that he kind of had like a it was a little bit of a rough adjustment for him. So maybe it is kind of wishful thinking kind of thing, but just going off of what the actual quote was, yeah. like this was part of the process. Like Noah said though, I there's I don't think there's room for that experiment to happen though. Yeah. Shout out to Brad Case. I hope he makes it with his one seamer. Did yeah. didn't he have a new pitch? I thought he said Yeah, he... it's it's his one he has a one he calls it a one seamer. I have no idea. pretend hold a baseball to see how that works. <laughs> he said there was another like a, I think it was a Dodgers pitcher. That mentioned it. Do that? Yeah. I forget who it was. But that's where he learned it from. Was it Blake Trennan? Maybe? That sounds familiar. I'd say it's it's one of the actually high-end guys. I I want to say it was Blake Trennan. I don't remember. One seam. Um, But yeah, that's, uh, that's all I have for bullpen names, fellas. Unless you guys want to throw out any other names, uh, I think that about wraps the show up. No, I think I think that's everybody. Okay. Nothing much more than uh, unless I want to talk about uh, Carmen Majinski going to the pen. Don't tell that to York; he'll freak out. I mean, if we if we talk about if we talk about Kyle Nicholas, I think him and Majinski kind of go hand to hand with that kind of stuff. So, agreed. 
Agreed. Well, guys, that's going to do it for uh, the baseball portion of the show. And, and Murph, I, I know we talked about it. Uh, you unfortunately had to face the darker side of humanity uh, today. So the Big Bear rant kind of wrote itself today. <laughs> I'm not trying to be funny with it. It's actually a, a pretty fucked up thing. But, you know, go go ahead and give out your little PSA, man, because. I the- mean, I. I thought long and hard about it. And yeah, it's so like if, if, if you guys aren't on Twitter or anything like that, kind of had a, so like, you know, the running joke here and everything like that is with the, you know, the two and a half gringos. And so, you know, I'm, I'm of Hispanic and Mexican origin and, and, you know, all sorts of stuff mixed in there. Did have an incident where I guess people didn't realize that that is the case for me. They made some comments about people of that, origin and, and whatnot and you know I kind of as calmly as I could with it you know told them I wasn't appreciated and asked them to 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 leave but I mean more I could think about it now like at, at this point it sucks and I hate that has to do that I hate that anyone else has to that's what other people have to to go through I hate that other people have to go through that to their face and, and stuff like that, like knowingly. And, and, but like, really all I have to say to it is just don't let it get you down. Like, I, I feel sorry that they have, that they have such a closed mindset as, as when it comes to, to life like that, that they've taught their kids. Cause it was their son who was, who actually made the first comment about it. And he was, he was probably about 16, 17 or something like that. So like, I, I feel sorry that, that, that's the only way they can teach, you know, their children and, and how this cycle just seems like it's going to continue. And I'm, I'm, I'm not great with words and stuff like that. It's just, you know, we just got to come, come together, rise above it. Don't, don't stoop to their level. Cause trust me, like I, I thought of many, many different words I can use to kind of stoop to their level with it. And I'm like, you know, what, that, that would just be playing into their hand with it. So yeah yeah you're definitely a bigger man for it man because they deserve a punch in the face even the 16 year old that that's fucked up <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah you know that's yeah. you're a mexican bear absolutely yeah i'm gonna buy you a sombrero <laughs> I love there's, there's a picture on my there's a picture on facebook with me wearing a sombrero yes oh, found in there yep and you know what not not to make things light or anything but you have yet to change your profile picture murph oh that was supposed to do that i was supposed to do that (laughs) (laughs) this bastard is avoiding punishment and it's 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 not cool guys it's it is not cool i completely forgot that that's that's my adhd brain as soon as that conversation like stopped it was just all gone it it was gone (laughs) it was just gone (laughs) <laughs> but guys that's gonna uh do it for the episode unless we got some nola knowledge to drop oh out. man i guess my my nola knowledge would just be a continuation of you know just be nice to people man like there's no reason to be like that and i know i even i said to murph like i i worry about that myself with my son because he's a translucent looking white boy but he's half mexican <laughs> And I, I worry that he's gonna have to deal with that. But you know, like his 
his mom and that entire side of the family, they're all 100% Mexican. And I mean, my, my son's grown up bilingual and like I, I told Murph, like, I'm, I can't even imagine. Cause I, I'm not looking forward to, there's probably going to be instances of my son's got to deal with that. It's just, it, it does suck. It does suck. And you know, just some children and families just, they just grow up around that just cause they don't know any different. And I know I, I, I'm around it a lot too, just because the industry I'm in, the part of the country I'm in, some of the things I hear, it's just like, man, like, come on. Just the, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're just, a lot of times you're just repeating words you've heard. Like, you, mm-hmm. you don't even have experiences. I mean, because my, myself, like, I grew up in the Pittsburgh area, Cranberry Township, but I, uh, lived in Wilmer, Minnesota, my senior year of high school, and it was a very heavily Somalian and Hispanic population. <clears throat> I mean, I lived in Cleveland, I live in New Orleans. It's just I'm around a lot of different people. It's, and sometimes people are just stuck in, inside their, you know, echo ch- chambers around. They don't deal with other experiences, and so it's just they just repeat what they hear, and it's terrible. Yeah, it's it's a sad reality. Yeah. It really is. I mean, it, it costs nothing. Like, I know it's cliche to say, but it costs nothing to be kind. It really doesn't. Mm-hmm. It, it can yeah. really make someone's day. Just be nice to people, man. Yeah. It's not hard. And, like, I, I don't It's just stupid and, and silly. And it, yeah. I, 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 I mean, and, and just even, like, when we're talking, like, baseball terms, like, it takes two seconds to, you know, find out that Mar- Marcano's from Venezuela instead of calling him that Mexican guy. Exactly. Yeah, okay. mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Juju is What's up, buddy? What's up? Juju, what, what do you have to say on the matter, huh? What, what do you have to say? Hi. 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 Okay. <laughs> you got some nice hair, buddy. Yeah, that nice thin hair that he got from his daddy so he's probably gonna be he's gonna be bald like me in a couple years probably he's got that uh well he's got that emo hair going now man where it covers the one eye I, yeah oh yeah that's a yeah that's a that's a look great thing that's good but <laughs> he's got a little bruise because he ran into a table oh we've all ran into tables buddy we've all done that but ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know, just be kind to everybody. And this is the end of the show. So as always, we appreciate uh, your support and continued support on the podcast and all the subscribers and, you know, the new downloads. It's we, we reached pretty damn close to our highest month ever uh, for the podcast, which is amazing, especially in January when there's no baseball going on. So it's greatly appreciated as always. But you know, this is part of the show where we give you our socials so you can follow us on Twitter. I'll start with my own. Um, it's at 2HG013. Um, you can follow all my work at Pittsburgh Baseball Now. Um, working on a little article uh, for Monday's drop, so pay attention to that. And as always, thank you. Uh, Murph, go ahead, buddy. Give out your socials and uh, any projects you got going on, man. 
as always, give me a follow on Twitter at double underscore Murphy88. The link to my YouTube page is in my bio. I am, we're at like, like at 230 subscribers now. We passed 100,000 views. I have another week's worth of videos scheduled to post every morning, 10 a.m. So there'll be something new every day for like the next week or so. Um, follow my work on Pirates Prospects. I'm working on a breakdown of Po Yu Chen right now. That'll be out with a Tuesday's drop. Um, and and I have stuff every morning comes out to PT Daily. So all right, Theodore. Give out your social. <laughs> At Nola Jeffy, N-O-L-A. J-E-F-F-Y. Yep, 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 yep. You got something coming out on P2 with the discussion? Not right, not really. Uh, I, I think we got – I know we uh, took a week off from, like, the uh, new discussion uh, format. So next week we should have another uh, discussion along with uh, one of the writers and a commenter. That should be interesting. And who, who knows? Well, I probably won't do it, but I think Murph should do a new piece on Burroughs. <laughs> that might be in it. That might be in the works. Now he's gonna stay up till five in the morning, you bastard. Now, now <laughs> think about. You know he already has all the video and clips. <laughs> that NMR discussion you did with the commenter and and right that was really dope. I like that idea. I've really enjoyed that. Like I can't wait I can't wait till it's my turn again. Yeah. Oh, I'll think of a good one. I, I, I got a couple people in mind for a couple ones I want to do. So we'll we'll see how it goes. All right. All right. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's the brand new episode of 2HG. As always, we appreciate you listening. Um, and we're probably not gonna get it right, but let, let's try it anyways. Why don't we? And three, two, one. Let's go, Bucks. Let's go, Bucks. Let's go, Bucks. You guys are always late, but I love you.